Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Limitless Persona. Today's guest is someone that I am extremely happy and honored to be able to interview today. Today's episode will also be divided into two parts, Act One and Act Two. I am interviewing veteran stage and TV actress Udonna Power. Together, we discuss spirituality, acting, and her humble beginnings that led her to become the influential and artistic powerhouse of a being that she is today at 77 years young. This is an exciting interview, and please don't forget to rate this podcast and follow the Limitless Persona podcast on Instagram at the Limitless Persona, and also follow Udonna Power on Facebook and Instagram at Udonna Power. Once again, please enjoy the show. Miss Udonna Power, thank you so much for being my guest on The Limitless Persona. It is an honor to have you. You have you are such a legend. Just thank you for being on board. Oh, you're welcome. I didn't know I was a legend, but thank you. <laughs> it means so much. I've I've known you for a while and just thank you for supporting me and everything that I'm doing and just it's it's just a privilege to honor you to interview you finally. Oh, well, it's my pleasure, Ariel. I really loved your first show, so it's just my pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Um, before we begin, what is your persona? I would like I like to ask that to everybody that I'm interviewing on The Limitless Persona. And what is what makes you Donna Power? You Donna Power. <laughs> that is such a hard question. <laughs> I never even thought about it before. And a friend of mine kept saying, we got to brand you, you Donna, you got to brand you. And it's like putting me in a closet. What are you talking about? Yeah. Out of jail. I'm supposed to be somebody. I actually don't even, I never thought of it before. What so, is my persona? Yeah. Who um, is it that you bring out to the world? Who do you want to be? Like you tr uniquely yourself, your identity, you know, who is the person you emit? You know what? Here's the thing that came up for me. When I was a little girl, I decided I saw a movie star in a movie and she was radiant and glowing and looked beautiful. Now, it didn't occur to me that she had hair and lighting and makeup and, mm -hmm. you know, costumes and stuff like that. And it was, but I said, oh, I want to be that. I want to <laughs> be lit up inside. I, and I got to tell you, I didn't realize what I was asking for. Interesting. And that's what God has taken me on a journey. So I actually don't know what that is except to live fully alive every moment of the day and try to understand what this thing about being human with all of these emotions and all these crazy thoughts and all this programming that we get mm -hmm. to redo and um, just to... Ignore the status quo and try to realize myself fully as a woman and as yes. a human being, as a soul inside this amazing body who is that is doing all this fabulous stuff, keeping us alive here in this third dimension and mm -hmm. um, and not succumbing to other people's limitations so what, yep. did, what did i say i don't know what that means as a persona but but i'll get, i hand that one over to you regardless regardless that was a great answer you passed the test congratulations oh, okay, good. That was a test. oh dear all right yay good. you're halfway there you're halfway there yeah, okay, but, right um, on. 
So you have been on stage, you have been on TV, and you have had such a great career, and it's still going. You know, you're de- you're you're doing sc- screenwriting right now. It's a great. It's been a great journey for you. You've done so many things, and I'd like to ask you, what? Where did all of this start? What? It, tell us about your upbringing. What kind of childhood did you have? What kind of, <clears throat> uh, what kind of upbringing did you have that brought forth the person you are today? Oh gosh, that's a loaded question. Um, first of all, I was born an actress. I get chills when I think about it. I just that's mm-hmm. sacred to me. So every time I knew I had to be an actress, and it was destined. I, yeah, I, I had to be, and I didn't know I was a writer. I grew up in a crazy making household. It really was very difficult and non-supportive. For mm-hmm. all of the kids, all of the kids were brilliant. There were three of us. All of us were really brilliant, you know. And um, but it, there was a lot, of really, really significant chaos and non-support. Well, tell so, us about that a little bit, if if possible, a little bit. Yeah, elaborate. it's, it's kind of hard. I haven't spoken about it, but oof. Uh, my father was a narcissist. He was out of his control and angry all the time. And my mother kept saying, I can be beautiful. And, but there was zero support for any of us, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, everything, I don't, I, I don't even know how to talk with that. I don't want to go into therapy here, but it was just yeah. difficult. I lived in West Los Angeles, but everything was not good enough and never enough and it, or ignored. I mean, I went to Broadway starring opposite Catherine Hepburn and my father didn't care. I never heard from anybody. It was like it didn't happen. And my manager wow. said, why isn't you down as a star? And my mother said, well, she does have a sibilant S. You know, so those oh. were the kind of attitudes wow. that I got as a young woman and was didn't understand until I was starring at the Mark Taper Forum and I was splashed all over the Herald Examiner, which is a big Sunday paper. Like it was a big paper like the L.A. Times. And I was splashed all over the calendar section of that one Sunday, which was a big deal in, here in Los Angeles. And oh, yes. At the time, I called especially. My mother and said, oh, my gosh, listen, mom. I and she said, well. Maybe next time it'll be in the Times. Wow! So, and uh, at that Udonna, one, yeah, yeah, Udonna, you you know that there are still parents out there that act the same way yes. as your mother and I, father I, did. Yes, I do know that. And here's what I want to say, guys, about that: I'm a healthy, happy mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. who grew up in a place that was insane. At a time when women couldn't get a credit card, my mother couldn't leave. She just had to endure it all. And I said, I'm never, ever, ever going to get married. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why I said I'm going to be a movie star instead. <laughs> that was my escape. Yeah. Was, my emotions were not allowed in the house. Nobody could have any feelings because we just had yeah. to dance around my father's rage. Walk, walk around eggshells. On eggshells all the time. And the sand was always shifting. And it was traumatic. Later, when my younger brother died, who is a virtuoso guitarist, by the way, fortunately, I didn't drink or do drugs. None of of that. Uh But my older brother and I got into therapy. And um, she, the woman said, you know, I'm going to diagnose you both with PTSD. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was in my 60s. Okay. And I, didn't, I mean, there had been a lot going on. I'd done a lot of therapy. I'd gone to India. I think I got saved by literally going to 
India and meeting a man named Osho. Yes, Osho. Oh my yes. gosh. We're going so to talk about him later on okay, within yeah. this episode. So, so. But I, I want to say that there is a way out and I have developed mm-hmm. tools. I have found tools. I'm finally in a great relationship that I love, but I'm happy and I'm creative, but I had to move through all that junk. Yes. And there was a lot that kept me back because it was so painful and so terrifying to come out as myself in the world and tell the truth. So for all of you to tell the truth, because I couldn't see the truth. I couldn't yes. see the truth in the house I grew up. There was no truth and there was no love. It was crazy. It was clouded. Everything was clouded. The first love I got was in my 30s. I didn't think love existed. I didn't wow. know the experience of being loved and being hugged and held until I was in my 30s and I got to Osho or Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. That was his name at the time in, in India mm-hmm. in, when I was in my mid-30s. Wow. So I was – I just want to say – especially for women, life gets better as you get older. If you stay healthy and you keep listening to yourself and there are tools now, and I found them that are significant, that literally opened the whole thing up for me. It was, yes, meditation, but there's some other things. I worked with Bruce Lipton, became a Psych K facilitator and family constellation facilitator when I studied that. So yeah. but that's a, that goes off on a little bit, but I want to say, guys, If you grew up in this kind of trauma Mm -hmm. so that a therapist would say, hey, (laughs) your your health records are going to follow you wherever you go. I'm going to just diagnose you here with PTSD for both my older brother and my myself, because my younger brother, who was a virtuoso guitarist and a genius, smarter than all of us. Mm -hmm. um, And I went I I was accepted into Menza when I was 18. (laughs) Wow. But I was bored by them because they were all engineers, so I quit. <laughs> they were, oh my gosh, what can I do? Anyway, so, but if you are suffering from stuff like that, please, please, please. Get understand help. Understand, you're in a vast, powerful soul. Yes. And we're learning here in these phys- physical world how to love each other, how to connect with one another. And how to solve problems and how to erase and dissolve this old quote program they talk about in our subconscious mind. So that's just a plug for God, you know? Yes, the universe itself. Empowerment to live yes. and create the life you choose. And it's going to be unexpected. It's going to be a wild ride no matter what you do, because that's kind of what life on earth is here is about. But that's what I'm passionate about. And for me, when I would go walk into a theater, no matter where I was and no matter where I was performing for all of my life, it was always sacred. It was like walking into a cathedral because this is where life starts to happen. <gasps> exactly. So yes. anyway, that's, is that an, that's, that's an okay answer for that one? <laughs> oh, definitely. De- you just, you, life is like, yes, you pass. <laughs> life is just a journey. Everything's a lesson, you know, and as I said in the the second episode, you know, everything that's meant to happen is for your higher, the, the, the greater good, the higher good for your soul, your the yes. soul journey. And can I say something about that? Because I've been, um, I've been studying how our minds learn, and I've been passionate about consciousness our whole lives. And maybe that's oh, why. Oh, absolutely, I absolutely. The floor so is yours. <laughs> we're all bombarded all day long by a wall of information coming at us. 
we can't absorb it all. It gets to be so much that we just kind of zone out and watch kitty cat videos or whatever we do. Yeah. <laughs> Stroll TikTok, oh you know, God. very Instagram. But I want to suggest an idea because we've been experimenting with it. I've t- I have a training I call the franchise. And one of the things we do, we have put people in buddy teams and we look for the aha. See, everyone has Hmm. a different background, a different understanding of life, different talents, different brain structures. And if you can, when you get some information coming in, and I've been doing this my whole life, it's been just phenomenal. As you get to the end of the day, or if you get into a big wall of information coming at you, or you're just looking at an article or something you're learning for the first time and you go, well, think about what is my aha here? (laughs) Truly, because you're going to get maybe yeah. 10% of what's going on. Think, what is my aha? And I journal a lot because, you know, it's like talking to myself or I'll talk and, and then I'll answer myself. I don't know what it is. It's automatic writing or something. Channeling, I believe. Like Channeling, yeah. Jan- downloads. If you yeah. access that which is beyond you, your angels or I don't know what it is. Oh, oh yes. I, that's a whole other oh, subject. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you are together working with somebody, you're studying through a class, here's what we do. We, somebody, they read the articles and then they get into triads and they go, well, this was my aha and blah, 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 blah. And what is your aha? And the other person starts talking and then, well, what is your aha? And that person starts talking and here's the, here's the extraordinary thing. They all have read the same thing and they have three different ahas. Mm-hmm. The different perspectives. So if you can get one aha a day. And when you start listening and looking for your ahas, oh, wow. If you have one aha, two ahas a day, you can keep growing so fast. Okay. Yes. So you're not, yes. you're not going to get everything the first time around, but look yes. for the ahas, write them down. I write them down because if I don't, uh, once you get into that area of consciousness where you're starting to get those downloads, if you don't write them down, I promise you'll forget about them. <laughs> and, <laughs> the and there day. are synchronicities everywhere. You know, totally. when you least expect them, you'll, totally. you'll just find one and be like, that resonates well with me. I can understand that. I can, you know, I can, I can become inspired from that. I can learn from that. I can yes. grow from that. Consider that you're growing yourself. You're blooming yourself. I've got a book that I'm coming out called The Law of Blooming. It's yes. like the, the law of attraction, except we are, everything organic is blooming. Again, that's another subject. So anyway, but I, just want, <laughs> I want to empower people to be all of who they are. And that's and so important, of course. That their authenticity is your greatest strength. Yes. Being who you are, as unique and different as you are, you belong here. We don't have to fit in in order to belong. Hello? Again? You do not have to fit in. (laughs) You get to belong where you are. That is the truth. And that's why I really wanted to create this podcast for people like that like that who are struggling and trying to find themselves and i want to tell people that they're not alone they're not alone you're not alone and we get to honor one another's a uniqueness and find common ground and the aha game really helps i call it the aha game try it with some friends yes the thing is is that we live in a very polarized society right now everybody's it's them or us Mm-hmm. It's not that way. We are on this little fragile planet. It's not them or us. 
we have to come together. It's our uniqueness, respect who we are, love ours. And we're all just growing and find common ground with one another and be able to work together to solve problems. Yes. First of that all, is so important. solve the planet. <laughs> Hello. Yes. <laughs> Let's keep this here because otherwise we're on this little spaceship, you know. I'm not going yes. to Mars. I don't want to go to Mars. I love the Earth. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. So Mother anyway. Earth. Yeah. To go back to – we kind of went <laughs> off the track there. <laughs> but to go back to um, the, your acting, your career in acting, yes. you know, in the beginning, what really impacted you to start your acting career? I had to be an actress. I never wanted to be anything else. I started singing when I was about 17 because it was fun and there was a lot of musicians and I loved all that stuff. And I was a really good, talented singer. Um, I had to. Uh, what yeah. really impacted it was I, my mother refused. I got my driver's license at 16 and mm-hmm. I bought a car for my parents. And um, I wanted to go sing at a little place in Beverly Hills called Ye Little Club on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night because they had people you could stand up and work, you know, sing with the with the guys. And so I, my mother refused to take me and she refused to allow me to go. And I finally said, mm-hmm. well, hmm, that means you, if I can't drive myself and you won't go with me, that means I can't go. And she said, yes. And I, so I went anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there was a gentleman there with a singing teacher. He knew they're looking at someone and the singing teacher said to him, if you want a star, this is the one you should manage, not that one, this one, meaning me. Wow. Yes. And so I met Ron, my friend Ron, and we started talking and he believed in me and we started working together and he had me on Broadway starring off as a Catherine Hepburn by the end of the year. Wow. It was, it was miraculous. That must have been such an, an honor and such a turning point was, in your life. I'm so completely... Um, grateful to him. He's yes. my friend. He passed away about three years ago, but um, I can't even say how much I appreciate Ron. Of course, he, of course, he gave me that in my life, and it, it was it was hard work, you know. But yes. great, I'll give me the give me the work. I want to get there, and so we. I just that was my that was the opening, and that was my only support. My only that, support. That is and beautiful. I can't, it brings me to tears to think about what a gift that was for me. He took care of me. It was like an older brother. Of, and it's, it's so important for people to realize that just because people are family <laughs> and it's blood does not mean that they have your best interest at heart at all. Bingo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and usually you know, it's pardon? the people It's the people who meet or are mere strangers that impact your life for the greater good. I, I, you know what? I've been looking at that my whole life. It's the people you resonate with who you feel wonderful around, who love you just how you are. And they in turn create, create your family. They create your soul, they create your soul family, your soul being, you know, your soul group. And that's the most important thing on this lesson. And you Earth. need to have that. We need to have those people. And sometimes we grow out of them too. We have to love them no matter what. But we exactly. just have to understand that w- to connect with people that we're growing with and love them and be a good friend. I Exactly. Anyway. And in terms of like when you when you started your acting journey, Udonna Power, that is not your actual original name, your no. birth name. Yes. No. And could you like if, if I may ask, what is your original name and what made you change it? 
my original name was Deanne Welch. My Deanne Welch. E apostrophe capital A N N E. My mother wanted to name me Anne, and my father wanted to name me Dorothy, and so he, uh-huh. they named me Dorothy Deanne. He, <laughs> he, he said yeah. we're gonna, and I loved it. I was very identified with it. But oh yes, um, we were working. We were studying these enlightened masters. I was always interested in consciousness, even then, and uh, we were reading Uspinsky and Gurdjieff which was an enlightened master out of Russia at the time, a long, long time ago. It was somebody that Frank Lloyd Wright followed, Gurdjieff. Wow. Anyway, I just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. If I was going to change my life for real, I had to change my name. And it was a shock, but it just hit me like, a, so I went to the library and got a lot of books and they were boring. And, you know, I, I, I didn't relate, but I went up and I had a book on yoga. And we had a room that was a big empty room. And I used to do yoga in it. And the throat chakra was Udana. And I said, oh, yes, I'm singing, I'm writing, I'm creative. Let's, let's call me Udana. Udana. And I immediately got a show, a little 99-cent theater show. A few <laughs> rainbow down in L.A. And they said, what is your name? I said, Udana. I didn't have a laugh. <laughs> and then they said, okay. And then when I was doing that, I, we found out that they were recasting Coco because they weren't happy with the girl who was already in it. It was like you couldn't get an audition for it. And yes, yeah. Ron went and got me, found somebody who knew somebody who knew Alan J. A Lerner. friend and a friend and a friend. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She came down and watched and she told Alan, you've got to see this girl. And because I was ready. Ron had made us rehearse. I had a whole repertoire. My brother would play guitar. Again, he, at 18, he was a virtuoso guitarist. Yes, a prodigy, right? A when virtuoso. He up, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Oh, my God. What he could do, what he was waiting, playing with the best musicians in the world here in Los Angeles when he was 18. So but wow. we showed up at Alan J. Lerner's office at Paramount Studios the following day. And I sang Green Sleeves in French. Anyway, I can't remember all the words, but and then, God bless the child. And I was on a plane the next day to New York to meet Catherine wow. Hepburn and Andre Previn, who had been my hero for years. And um, that is great. That was the beginning. That was it. Just it just took off. Wow. Yeah. That's just that's where that's where it all began. And do you do you feel better that you changed your name? Oh, yeah, I had to because I couldn't, well, something told me I couldn't be all of who I wanted to be if I was our little Deanne. Oh, would you please bring over this? My parents would just diminish me and treat me like their servant. Yes. And or be abusive or just ignore me. Yes. So or just pretend. Can't you pretend to be happy? Yes. It was insane. Like a show. They're putting on this facade. For everyone else my mother was yeah she was yes. trying to really make it look happy and um it was it was it was like you said shifting sands there was no place to stand it was so confusing and i began to realize if you really want to live the life you want to live you have to change the vibrational structure of mm-hmm. what's going on. I didn't even understand that at the time but once i changed my name everything changed and yes. so you're a real renaissance woman, Udana. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of sun so far. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy mackerel. God had but, his way with me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the power of the conscious mind and subconscious and yeah. the universe and everything, what do you want people to know regarding the power of manifestation and your whole perception of the, of the universe in general? 
because as you as you have said that you've been doing this since the 60s and you've been you know learning about the consciousness ever since you were a young girl so you know what what is your perspective on everything we live in a 3d world this is we're in 3d here we're time and space and that's where the conscious mm-hmm. mind operates the conscious mind does really well. It makes really good lists, and it figures things out. And it's got, I get I can get my to dos done. But it's like if the size of a quarter on a dining room table. This was I studied remote viewing last year with an amazing man named Stephen Stephen A. Schwartz or Stephen A. Schwartz. I don't know how you pronounce Stephen or Stephen, but uh-huh. he's the man, one of the scientists who uh, worked with all the few scientists who created the whole work with the military and stuff for defining what is ESP and, um, and, you know, mental acuity and all of this stuff. And he now calls it non-local perception. Telepathy and ESP is what he calls non-local perception because this quarter on the table, he said it's time and space. I added that mm-hmm. it's your, also your conscious mind that works there. Everything else, the whole rest of the table is everything else. So we are wow. access points. What I feel is we're openings that are blooming. I call it the law blooming. I've been thinking about it for 30 years. It's everywhere. Yes. You're Love you, blooming. your dog, your kitty cat, the flowers outside, the trees. Everything has a soul. Everything has exactly. but it's but it's it's like the orange tree. Where does that come from? Like a little seed, a little seed exactly. with a little hard shell on it. You know, once you germinate that seed and that little hard shell starts to dissolve, what immediately happens? It starts to grow roots. It sprouts, yes. It sprouts out of one end, and then it sprouts out of the other end. And where does that (laughs) sprout come from? It's a rhetorical question. It's just, yeah. It's where does it? It's it's complex. It's what? (laughs) It's complex. That's what I was saying. Well, it's complex, but it's simple. Because people say, oh, it comes out of the seed. No, it doesn't. Because there's not there's not enough room in that little seed for it to be there. Yeah, And now you think, oh, it's a law that I see that is as profound as gravity. Here in the 3D world, you drop something, it falls on the ground. As yes. we as human beings, once we dissolve that or, the, or that seed, anything that's growing, you dissolve that hard shell, boom, things start growing. And fortunately, they don't start blooming all at the same time because then they don't all die yes. at the same time. It's a process. It's, it's a, a journey. Process. So we are a process. And as so as we access that within ourselves, as we resource or remember, we reconnect with that source power within ourselves that's flowing into the world. And we allow our uniqueness and our point of view to be created here as a part of what we're contributing yes. we're just blooming ourselves into the world so when you try to be somebody's self and you say oh what am i who am i going to be today it's a real that's a really hard thing to do because you we get to re- rest in the peace of knowing we are who we are on our way to yes. growing into our full potential and we don't have to be angry at ourselves because we're not someone else 
mm-hmm. you know, because we all think we have to be, or I don't know, I did. I thought, well, who am I going to be like today? Oh, oh, you know, so, but I, so I just, again, I wanna, it's, a, it's an individual journey for everybody journey on this planet. Of learning, of discovery, and if you being all of you freely and, and creatively, because it's the creativity. And as Osho said once, he says, he said, because we all know how love is important. Yes. Love is a verb. Loving. And Osho said a long time ago, and I lived into this understanding, there's some little phrases that you're going to take with you, and it'll take years maybe to live into the understanding of what they are. But he said, become the loving and don't get stuck on particulars. Absolutely. So that's the advice I ever had. Affect, do not be affected too. by the okay. people. Yeah. Just love <laughs> do, do not be affected by people who are insignificant within your life. Yeah. And exactly be with what people who love loving. Who love you for you. And, but who love you know? loving rather than control. Yes. Yes. Anyway, that's not everyone, you- not everyone will, not everyone will like you, but the right people will love you for you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.